Are you curious what the number one spending category is where you can make a significant impact to your budget? We hear this from just about everyone that we coach. It's the first thing people are shocked to see when they write out their expenses to do their first budget. Stay tuned to learn what that is. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Hatfield, and I'm one of the co-hosts here on the Debt-Free Dad podcast, and I'm excited to be your host for today's episode. I have been on my journey to debt freedom for about five and a half years now, and in that time, I have paid off over $140,946 in student loans, credit card debt, car loans, medical bills, and saved thousands of dollars, all while on a single income. And to top it off, when I started, I was barely making $13 an hour. When I sat down to total up my debts and do my first budget, I was literally sick to my stomach to see that I was spending about $500 to $800 a month more than I was actually bringing in income. When I didn't have money in my bank account, I would swipe whatever credit card had available funds and those were starting to get maxed out. One of the biggest categories I noticed where my money was going was food. Whether eating out a lot or grocery shopping, the amount I was spending seemed really high. I couldn't possibly be spending that much in a month, could I? I've since come to learn that it's not just me. Think back over the last week or so. How many times did you grab a meal at the drive-thru or maybe have food delivered to the office? Did you go out for drinks with friends and end up throwing down a card to cover a bill that seemed a little higher than expected? Were you tired after a long day and ordered a pizza delivery? And we've all been feeling the pain at the grocery store checkout over the last year or so, right? So let's start off 2024 with a plan of action. I'm going to share some tips that really helped me when I got started getting a better idea of where my money was going and making some healthy habit changes along the way. First, I want you to collect your receipts, your bank and credit card statements, maybe look at where your Venmo and PayPal transactions and money have been sent off to, and just take a hard look at where you've bought food in the last two to three months, and make sure you're including those coffee trips, any alcoholic beverages, groceries, eating out, all of it. It adds up. Okay, so let's talk about some ways to bring those numbers down. And I promise you won't starve, but you will save time and money. So first, you might think this is junk mail, but those grocery store ads... They come right to your door or your mailbox, and that is going to tell you what your local grocery store has on sale. So if they have family-sized packs of meat or what produce is in season, you're going to know what's less expensive this week, and we can make a plan around that. They might also include coupons, and there's so many apps that you can get digital coupons as well. Be sure you're joining your local store's rewards program, and it's usually just linked to your phone number, so you should be able to remember that when you go to the store. Um, But I like to use apps like Fetch, Ibotta, and Receipt Hog. 
but there's lots out there. So do a little research and see what works for you. So now that we've kind of looked through the ads and we have our coupons of what we can save money on, let's make a plan. Let's try to shoot for three to five easy meals or recipes. So let's say the family size bag of chicken is on sale and a big bag of potatoes. You can grab a bag of carrots and celery and you can throw it all in the slow cooker after you chop it up, of course, to make a hearty stew. And that's got lots of portions so you can feed your family. You could freeze a bunch of portions to pull out on a busy day and avoid going through the fast food drive through you know, on your way home from work or school or in between activities for the kids. If you have make more than your family eats for a meal, you can also plan on having those leftovers for lunches later in the week. Or it's a great way, maybe on a Sunday, to meal prep for the week, chop all your veggies at the same time, and portion them out so that you don't waste time every single night doing the same thing. And prep all that meat. I buy the family size bags, and I just cook for one or two people at a time normally. So I will portion them out and just grab out like two chicken breasts at a time. So I just have to pull out what I need and it's not all frozen together. Also think about the easy meals that are really cheap, filling, and you can make a large amount. Whether it's spaghetti, doing a taco bar, making a huge batch of soup, even breakfast for dinner. Who doesn't love French toast or pancakes, waffles, even if it's just bacon and eggs or omelets? That all works and nobody goes hungry. Have a plan for your produce. That's a big one. When you meal plan, don't just think about the main course. Also remember to think about those sides. And when it comes to vegetables or other produce, compare the cost of buying fresh versus frozen. And are you paying for the convenience of buying something that's pre-cut versus chopping it up yourself at home? Like I'll personally pay like an extra 20 cents to buy sliced mushrooms, but I'm not going to pay an extra dollar if I can cut my own carrots. When you get home from buying groceries, don't forget about those veggies in the bottom drawer of your fridge, or as I call it, vegetable hospice. Uh, Make sure that you remember they're down there or put them somewhere that you're going to see them. I'm really glad that my fridge has the clear drawers down on the bottom. When you write out your meal plan for the week, stick it on the fridge so there's a reminder of what you need to pull out. Also, pro tip, your family can look at it instead of bothering you so they're not saying, hey, what's for dinner? And again, you're avoiding going to the fast food place like mom always said. We have food at home, right? Okay, now before we actually go to the store, we need to make a shopping list and we need to stick with it. I keep a running list on my phone, so if something is running out, I just put it in my phone right away. So I remember I have to get that the next time. Also, that way you can't forget it on a whiteboard or on the kitchen counter when you go to the store, and it's kind of always with you. I also take photos of what's in my fridge, in my freezer, in my pantry, 
anywhere that I keep like vitamins or bathroom supplies, under the sink, wherever you keep things that might need to be restocked. If you're going through the store and there's like an in-store deal, you can flip through your photos, see what your current supply is, zoom in and see what the expiration date is. Is it expiring soon? It drives me crazy when I need to get staples like ketchup or toilet paper and I just get home and find I've got a huge stash of it already and where am I going to put the rest of this? Also, don't shop hungry. You know you're going to come home with all of aisle five if you do that. So either plan to go grocery shopping after a meal or at least eat a snack before you go. If you tend to drop $100 at the grocery store and you get home only to say, I'm too tired to cook, and you order delivery or stop at the drive-thru on the way home, make sure when you're at the grocery store, grab a frozen pizza or a rotisserie chicken, something that you can make or have like ready to go as soon as you get home so you're not wasting other money. Like you can cook the pizza while you're putting away your groceries. For some people, for some people, think about if a grocery delivery service is right for you. Personally, I love going to the grocery store. I even did a gig with a company that was piloting a program before Instacart was as popular as it is now. Like I love grocery shopping. But I used to wander the aisles of my local super target, and that was dangerous because then extras just fell into my cart. I was at Target every other day. So when I stopped this particular shopping habit, Target legitimately sent me a letter to ask if I had lost my card because they hadn't seen me in a while. So if you are someone that wanders and those extras start to add up, maybe weigh the options and there's fees and tipping your shopper. So make sure, is it worth the savings if I'm not just wandering and spending that extra money? You'll probably also end up with less cookies and snacks and junk food. So, hey, maybe it's even healthier if you stick to what's in your cart. Okay, now this is a shameless plug and no, we are not sponsored, but if you do live near an Aldi, shop there. They are set up with lower price produce, meats, cheese, everything. And it's actually quality products that compete with even the pricey stores like Whole Foods when it comes to non-GMO. They have allergy-friendly foods and just great deals in general. Just be sure you bring your own quarter shopping bags, and you'll be amazed at the savings. Hopefully you've come away with at least one to two useful tips to save on your food budgeting while you're on your debt freedom journey. Do you have a grocery shopping tip of your own? We'd love for you to share in our Life Without Payments group on Facebook. So until next time, thanks for tuning in to the Debt Free Dad podcast, where we help normal everyday people kick debt and stress for good.